Talking with Topher is sponsored by New Hampshire Vape Gallery, NaturalBossNH.com, and SlowdownClothing.BigCartel.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 63. What is happening, TWT fans? I am so glad to be back. It is Monday afternoon, June 14th, and it is a rainy day out there. It's pretty sporadic right now, but it's really nice. Weather's perfect, and the grass needs the rain because I do not pay to water it. I want to thank everybody for subscribing, watching, rating, reviewing. All of those things are super important. The other things that you can help me do is check out the sponsors. That is what helps float this podcast, so I appreciate everybody who's doing that. But if you haven't yet, check out the sponsors. Really important to the podcast. So thank you very much for everything you do. Check them out. And if you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, like, rate, review, do all of those things. Uh, Hit those alarms so you know as soon as all the new episodes upload. Um, and of course, check out the sponsors. Again, it really helps the podcast stay afloat, keeps me coming back week after week, and I thank you all for doing so. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, I think that's fun to do. Go to my official email, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. Send whatever you want to talk about to that email. Put what you want to talk about in the subject line and we will get those conversations started or whatever it happens to be we'll check it out we'll talk about it it's going to be fun so if you want to get more involved you need to send an email over to the official email of talking with Topher to t-a-l-k-i-n with Topher at gmail.com again that is t-a-l-k-i-n with Topher at gmail.com Go and follow me on social media. That's right. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. You can go there, follow. Uh, I try to be pretty consistent with uh, my my, uh, content throughout the week. Um, And uh, I just appreciate the follow, right? You want to get more involved? You want to have more content? Then go and follow me on social media. Again, I am on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Facebook. And now with all of that out of the way, oh man, it has been a crazy, crazy weekend. So I am, whew, man, oh man. So Wednesday uh, last week, after I recorded the podcast, I had a gastrologist appointment. Um, and it was it was just a checkup, but here's here's the thing. I worked with my gastrologist for over a year to fix my diet, my stomach. Uh, I had leaky gut, um, in case you missed it on any of the earlier podcasts. Um, but I needed to get my stuff in check because my stomach was hurting me really bad, and I couldn't take it anymore. So I worked with this guy. I wrote in a journal for over a year. Uh, sent everything to him, including pictures of my shit to make sure that it was okay. Um, and, uh, I got an, I got a call a week ago that said, you missed an appointment 
almost two years ago. And if I don't go in and see him, I would have to get a referral again. And I was not prepared to go through any of that crap again. I don't want a referral. I don't want to have to start over from scratch. I didn't want any of that. So I made an appointment immediately, went in and saw him last Wednesday, and everything's fine. But now I will go and see him again in six months, and after that I probably will only see him once a year like I'm going to start doing with my PCP now that everything else is uh, caught up. But I was like, oh, no, I did not know that this could happen. So if you're out there, you're taking care of yourself, you're doing things, and all of a sudden you're, you're good. You don't need to see that doctor anymore for whatever reason. Mine was, you know, the gastrologist. I didn't have to see him. Everything's been working great. Um, and it, it took a long time to get there, but I was feeling fine, so I didn't have to see him. Well, you may, you got to make sure that you make all your appointments and you got to make sure that you go to some follow-ups in between so that you don't have to go through the process of getting referred again, you know, because if you drop off the list, they can take on new patients and then you won't be able to get that doctor again. So, you know, a little food for thought right there. I was like, oh, no, I don't want another gastrologist. I don't want to go through all this information. I was like, I didn't, I mean, I saved the journal. I don't know where I put it, but I know I have it somewhere. And I took pictures and stuff, but they've already read every single page. They've gone through everything. So extensive, extensive work was done with this doctor, and I don't want to do it with anybody else. So. I did not know that that could happen to you, so I found out, and now I'm just taking care of it. The doctor was super happy to see me. He was happy that everything was doing good, and I'll see him again in six months, and we'll keep that going. Um, and then uh, the other thing that happened was, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, you know, jujitsu, work, whatever. It is what it is. Um, you know, uh, work is getting more stressful because as the requirements to not wear a mask are being lifted everywhere and now it's kind of being left up to the individual places and stores, uh, I am really, really looking forward to getting my second shot, which I'll get into because it's happening today, and not having to ask anybody to put on a mask anymore is going to be amazing. Um, you know, I'm just really tired of asking people to um, put masks on, you know. It's very tiresome, and now it's gotten to the point where at least 80% of the customers coming through the door are not wearing masks. So I have to ask a lot of people, and luckily I only have to do that for eight more days. Eight more work days, so two weeks. So I'll get I'll I'll get my shot, my second shot today, and um, then two weeks after that, I will be fully vaccinated. I will not have to wear my mask anymore, and um, I can finally stop asking everybody else to put on a mask as well. So I'm really looking forward to the 28th of this month. I am. I am. Um, let's see Monday, which is today. So today. So today, um, you know, I uh, had jujitsu in the morning. It was an amazing class. 
um, as usual, always learning new things. Uh, and sometimes the things that you learn are very simplistic. And that really just is something that really just sticks with me. I'm like, oh my God, it was right there the entire time and I didn't know it, you know, or they taught it to us, but there's been so many other things since then that that kind of got left behind or it didn't get absorbed. And, you know, I got showed two moves today from another purple belt that were there, but I just didn't remember him you know he was like I think they told us that taught us this about a year ago and I'm like man I do not remember that and it's just such an easy move I was like wow I get into that position a lot and I never knew I could just do this and then I didn't know I could just do that and I'm like it was just it was really nice and, and it's always humbling you know because if you're you're, you're rolling with somebody, you're going, you may know how the person rolls, but now they've, you know, moved up in the ranks as, as I have, and everything's a little bit different. We haven't rolled together in like a year, obviously, because of uh, COVID, but, um, you know, I, I noticed his style is a lot slower than it used to be, which is, you know, good because he was very sporadic and, uh, you know, you would... You'd have to really be on your toes and make sure your tap game was there because if he got you, you know, it was it was fast and almost like uncontrolled where now he's super controlled. Um, and, and I was just like, wow, that's so neat to see somebody else's prog pro progress. And um, these two moves he showed me, I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I'm so glad that you showed me these because now I've absorbed it. And now I'm going to try and utilize it because I get into those couple positions and I didn't know that armbar was there. Or I didn't realize I could just lean my shoulder to the floor and we're going to roll over and I'm going to take your back. So really, really cool. Love the, love the class this morning. You know, and then like I've been talking about with uh, the tree removal and taking care of a lot of the doctor bills that have been accumulated. One, from my nose surgery. Two, from my wife being in and out of the ER. I just got, uh, uh, we just got approved. So I am over the moon, right? I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm talking to Tyler. We get into the house. I tell him, you know, we have to make this a short visit because I have to make a phone call. I got to take a shower. I got to record commercials. I got to go to the doctors. And then I got to come home. I got to record the podcast. And all of a sudden, my phone rings. So I take the phone call. It's the, it's the credit union. And we got approved. So all my hard work that I have been doing for the last year and a half is paying off. It's all working exactly how I want it to. So I had my number. I asked the bank. They, uh, I asked the credit union. They came back and were like, we can't give you everything, but we can give you this. And I was like, this is exactly where I wanted to be anyways. So I'm super pumped. I found a tree company. Now, I am going to try my best to make sure I get full video of this because 
I uh, it's going to be a show. These trees in my backyard are enormous. This guy is going to come in with a crane, and they are going to chop this thing down, make it a tabletop, get rid of the other tree, and they're going to do it in a day. Now, I had three companies show up, right? The first one I told you about, and I actually need to make a correction. It was the company that my dad told me uh, to call. So it makes me wonder if my dad is kind of paying more than he should, but that's a discussion for another time. So I didn't like that guy, way overpriced. Um, Obviously, the attitude, I'm going to the lake, the whole thing was just... Just kind of off-putting. You, you, you know, he really made me feel like he didn't want me to hire him anyways. Um, the second person that showed up, she was, she was awesome. Really, really nice. Um, of course, you know, the first and the second one have the same thing in common. They both have to point out the fact that the tree is sick. I don't know why that's relevant. I already know the tree is sick. That's why I've called you to my house to check them out. Because I already know this thing is a death trap. So that irritated me inside. I never said anything. I just, I got irritated. I'm like, oh, thank you, Captain Obvious. Um, So now she's telling us everything. She can do it in a day and a half. And we would have to, you know, let them come in, do the work for the day, and then um, pay them. And then they come back, they finish up, and we pay them again. Not a really a big deal, but... It was the second highest price, and I was like, I don't believe it needs to cost this much. So there was a tree company that chopped down somebody else's tree um, next to me. So we, me and my neighbor talked to that tree removal company. We got a business card. So I was like, shit, I lost the business card. So I call her up, and I'm like, hey, do you still have this business card? And she's like, no, but I think she said sister-in-law um, has uh, somebody that she uses. Would you like their information? And I was like, yes, yes, I want their information, please. So I call them up and this guy answers the phone, which all of them did, but he answers the phone. He sounds very happy. Um, and I'm like, yeah, so I live in Manchester and he's like, oh, I was just in Manchester and I just, I, I just left Manchester. I won't be back. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm at work. No big deal. When can you come and look at the trees? He's like, mm, let me see if I set up my guys and, uh, I can be there at eight 30 in the morning. I'm like, what? Eight, eight 30 tomorrow. He's like, yep, I can be there 8.30 tomorrow, no problem. And I was like, holy crap, that's crazy. Everybody else made me wait two, three days before they showed up to the house. I was like, this is crazy. I bet you, uh, you know, my my brain goes, eh, he may or may not be on time, so I better be on time because he could be late. This guy was, boom, 8.30 at my front door. I was blown away by his attitude on the phone, his punctuality of getting to my house, and then we go over the whole thing. I I show him the trees. He never points out the fact that it's sick. Never. And I was like, I I love this guy. Already, I'm loving this guy. You know, he 
He tells me something about my garage, um, about basically how I can fix it and kind of get around the loophole of um, not tearing down the whole structure and, you know, being able to rebuild the garage, doing it this way since the uh, – city won't let me actually tear it down and rebuild it so we had a little bit of a conversation on that and i was like oh my god i didn't know this this is great great information you're giving me and then he's like this white picket fence it's gotta go and i was like all right he's gonna bring in a crane and he said one day one day so i think to get this on video is gonna be really cool to see these guys come in with a crane, I think they're going to move it around two or three times to get everything taken care of and moved out. And then they're going to, I don't even know how they're going to do it. I am so waiting for when the trees are gone and they come in to make my tabletop for me. Because I can't wait to see what piece of machinery there is for doing this especially on such a giant, enormous tree. I mean, the thing's giant. It's, it's so wide. And I'm like, what kind of saw are they going to use to, like, go across this thing and not only make it level but flat? So it's going to be, from, from beginning to end, it's going to be very, very uh, entertaining almost for me, you know, actually being there. But I think it's going to be a cool process to get on video and see the final product. And um, I'm just really excited about it. I got some work that I have to do before they show up. And I have a lot of work to do after they leave, um, especially dealing with imprints in the lawn from the crane. Um, I have to move my white picket fence because I want to widen my driveway. So there's a whole bunch of stuff I got going on before and after um, they they come and go. So I am just very excited to finally be at this point. Now, were they the most affordable company? Yes, they were. Was that the driving point? A little bit. Of course, money is always like the driving point, right? We all want to save money, but we still want to get the same job done. But this guy is the only one that told me I should take my AC out of the window. He's the only one that didn't point out the simple fact that the tree was sick. And he helped me figure out how I could repair my garage without going against the city so much. So all of these things happened. He made me feel really comfortable. And I liked his energy. And I liked his positivity. And then I loved his price. So I will recommend this, and I will give them a shout-out as soon as the job is done. Um, obviously, uh, I don't want to say too much right now because the job's not done. So we'll see how I feel after that. But now i got to schedule the appointment. i got the money, and we're getting them taken off the property. So I'm finally, finally going to be able to enjoy my springs and my falls because I'll have so much less to clean up around my house, which will give my wife what she wanted, which is more of my time. So uh, all around, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's been a process. Uh, everything in life is a process, right? Nothing happens quickly. We all want it to happen quickly, but it never does. 
And if you don't have patience, you're 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 gonna get frustrated. You're gonna get upset. You're gonna, I don't know, fall off the wagon. There's all these things that come into play when things don't go the way we want them to, or they take longer than we think they should. And we have to fight those. Um, we have to fight those, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? The brain, the brain won't work. This is the brain fog I've been having. Um, those emotions, we have to fight those emotions, right? We have to be like, no, 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 this just takes time. You know, getting everything to where it is today took a year and a half. And now I finally get to use it to my advantage which has never happened before in my life because I've always been drinking. So the fog is always there. So I never got anything done the way it was supposed to get done. And now without alcohol in my life, things are finally coming together. They're finally working. And so I've got all these positive things going on, right? I'm so excited about all of these things. And then after the money is set, the tree company is picked. I then get an email from Dartmouth. My nose surgery bill just got processed. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was not cheap. And that was not part of the loan. So frustration anger and disappointment are all things that I am feeling right now because I did all this work yesterday I got all my numbers situated I knew the amount that I actually needed and I asked for a little bit more and I got really close to what I actually needed I was actually only $200 off and then I get this bill and I'm like oh my god you know and this is what I'm talking about. This is These are the emotions that I have to now fight. This is not a setback. It is an opportunity to make what I got work even harder. And so I'm going to do that, right? I'm going to make it work. But I had to separate myself. I had to step away from the computer. I had to take a shower and go to my doctor's appointment because I did not want to think about that right now because I was like, this is so frustrating. Every time I feel like I get an inch, I get pushed back a foot. And if you feel like that as well, this is how I deal with it. I separate myself from whatever is causing those emotions and I do something else because it helps me focus on what's bothering me so by doing that and going to the doctors I I felt better and now talking about it out loud I'm now brainstorming right I'm now in my head and I'm okay with it I'm I'm I'll, I'm still feeling those emotions, but I'm not letting those emotions drive me. I'm still driving me. And now I'm just dealing with these emotions. So it, it 
these things happen. And if you're doing the same thing and you're trying to get ahead and you're doing better and then all of a sudden you just get slapped in the face with something else, that's life. This is what we go through. This is not easy. It's not, there's nothing that can tell you what's going to happen, what to do, how to deal with it. We have to figure this out on our own. And then, well, then I talk about it because I feel like other people feel this way. So I think talking about it is the most important thing that we can do. And it helps me process what is going on and it helps me process these emotions and it's just the way it is. You know, there's nothing we can do about this shit. It's so frustrating. But at the same time, it's a learning experience. So that's what I'm taking it as. I'm going to figure it out. We're still going to stick to the plan. And if I have to, then I'll just friggin' figure out that extra bill later. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world, but... It's something I wasn't anticipating, and now it's here, and I have to deal with it, and it's, I thought it already showed up, you know? I was like, oh, my surgeries have already gone through, my, this has already gone through, and no, I bet you I have more on the way, you know what I mean? So I have to be prepared for that more to show up, but we'll deal with that when that comes those are the emotions that I have to deal with. Now, I go, I go to the doctor today, right, because of my brain fog, my fatigue that I'm still feeling today, but it has gotten a lot better. I'm trying to stay hydrated as much as possible. Thank you, liquid death. You know, this stuff just murders your thirst. And, and hydration is important for everything. But right now... I'm kind of overhydrating myself because I'm getting ready to get my second shot of my vaccine. Now, the first shot of the vaccine, I told everybody I was fatigued, drained, brain fog, all kinds of stuff going on. You watch my last two podcasts, definitely not as smooth as I feel like this one is going. Um, had a lot more trouble getting through everything. And then I go and see my doctor today. And we talk about all of this. And he looks at me and he says, there's nothing to prevent this. He doesn't want to give me the ivermectin. He doesn't want to give me the regenevir. He doesn't want to give me the flufoxifene because those are uh, large anti-something anti or others. And he said it would be too much for my body. And I was like, oh, I, I, I kind of felt like he was going to say that. I don't I didn't go to the doctor to tell him what I wanted or what I needed. I went to the doctor to tell him what was going on, tell him what I've listened to, read um, and heard, and then ask him what he thought was the best thing for me. And so we have this discussion and he's like, everybody's different. He's like, I will tell you that out of the hundreds of patients that I am dealing with right now that are vaccinated, that have never had COVID, you are the first person to have these symptoms. And that just proved 
what all, what I've been hearing is that anybody who has not had COVID that has gotten the vaccination that is having long hauler symptoms is a very small percentage. Now, last week, I got super shadow banned. And I'm probably going to get shadow banned for this too. And I just don't care because I believe this is a conversation that needs to be had. We need to talk about this stuff, okay? This vaccination is hopefully going to put us all in a better place so that we don't have to wear masks and we can go back to life as what we used to know it as. This is all true. I believe this. This is why I am getting vaccinated. I want my mask off. I want to feel more normal again. I want these things. But the vaccination that they're calling safe, it's got some stuff going on that's not being disclosed. And they don't have to disclose it because they've labeled it safe. That's why you don't have to sign a consent form when you go and get it. Because they're not breaking any laws because it's considered safe. I did not know this. So if you're like me and you didn't know this, now you know. They don't have to tell you anything. They don't even know what possible symptoms could happen because it's treating, everybody is reacting differently to the vaccination just like everybody was acting differently if you got COVID. Okay? And... This is frustrating for me, and I, I, this is going to be a little graphic, and I want you to understand I don't have sources. I don't have articles. I don't have where I got this information from, okay? I only know that I have heard and read these things by digging. I don't have anything to turn to because, well, I'm trying to do this kind of quickly, um, because I have to go get my shot today. So they're noticing that more and more people are having a lower count of sperm. Right? They're noticing that placenta, I think I said that right, uh, women's reproductive organs are failing. They're having blood clotting in those areas. His, there's been some hysterectomies because of the vaccine, and there has been a lot of um, late-term abortions. And this is all very sad and frustrating, and I want more people out there to understand the... Uh, 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 um, I, I, I want people to know that there are side effects to this. And just because it's labeled safe doesn't mean it is. It's just safe because now they don't have to give you a consent form and they, they're not liable for shit. And even though I'm getting vaccinated and I'm doing these things and I'm not anti-vax, but I might get shadow banned again. Every week... And this is nothing to brag about, but every week my videos get anywhere from 20 to 25 views. 
I'm not expecting anything more than that. I got nine last week. Now, is that due to more podcasts popping up and someone better to listen to than me? Possibly. I'm not going to throw that out the window. But I don't believe that to be true because it was very consistent up until last week when I talked about my long hauler syndrome from getting vaccinated. So I'm pretty sure this is going to do the same thing to me. But this needs to be talked about. We need to know that these things are happening. I mean, women are giving birth and there are some horrible things that doctors have never seen before that they're seeing today. And so all of these things happening to our reproductive organs, what is that going to do to the future of humanity? Like, is it going to turn into a hands-made, like, thing? What is that show? Hands-made tail, I think. And it's like they can reproduce and they have to have the kids and that's the way uh, they repopulate the... Um, uh, the population. Um, so I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do? We going to, everybody who gets vaccinated that, uh, has lower sperm count, can't have kids, um, uh, that, uh, that have complications, uh, with their uterus or have hysterectomies because of the vaccine, they can no longer have kids or the kids that they have when they get vaccinated or they're vaccinated and then they're pregnant. And then the kids, you know, don't make it to term or they come out and they're having issues. So what are we going to do? All the people who are not vaccinated now have to be stuck in like this said hotel and, and, and they're the only ones that can reproduce the population because, oh shit, we can't reproduce because everybody's vaccinated. Like, does it turn into something like that? And I just don't know if this is all true, I could be spouting a whole bunch of bullshit. Obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. But at the same time, I know that the people that I'm hearing this from are doctors. They're very educated. They've been doing a lot of stuff. Some of the doctors that I listen to have been dealing with COVID uh, cases of long hauler syndrome. And now they're seeing patients with no COVID, with only vaccination, with long hauler syndromes, and they're also dealing with patients that have no COVID vaccinations with all of these reproductive issues. So if these doctors that have been doing things for 30 years are saying this to be true, and it is, yes, right now, small population, but it's going to get bigger. They said as of today, 70% of adults have their first vaccination. 70%. That's a large number if this problem gets bigger than they anticipated. Right? They didn't anticipate failure to reproductive organs. So just like my extra doctor bill that I now have to deal with. And of course, I, I'm not comparing the two, but it's, 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 it's a similar thing, right? It's, a, it's something unexpected. What the fuck? What the fuck? I don't know what else to say about this 
All I know is I just want everybody to be aware that there can be issues. There can be problems. And just like my long hauler symptoms are happening to me, what if a reproductive issue happens to you? But you're younger than I am. I'm not looking to have children right now. So if I have a lower sperm count, which I can't really get any lower than I was, it'll basically be non-existent. So therefore, it's kind of like, I guess, uh, if this is true, it would be like me having, um, uh, what's that thing where they tie your tubes? You know what I mean? Uh, that guys get, you know, um, but it would be like me getting that because my sperm count was already low. Um, it, it just wasn't on the tables for me. So now it really isn't on the table for me if this becomes true. So I just want more people to be aware of these things. I don't care if I get shadow banned. I don't care about being demonetized. I don't care about any of this shit. I care about our well-being and being healthy which is why I was at the doctors asking these questions he's like I know you're trying to prevent things and I I really like he looked at me and he was like I understand what you're doing and I'm really happy that there's that you're doing this there's so few people that do this that like it's almost what's the word he said admirable something like that but I was like uh, he's like but there's nothing you can do. You can just get the vaccination and hope that your immune system pushes through the vaccination. Just like we hope that the, um, if you got COVID, your immune system would push you through COVID. That's all we can do. And I was like, well, I've been told I'm going to get super sick. He's like, you could, you could be down and out for two days, but that's going to be a lot better than having lung scarring and complications in the future um, with that and all the other complications that come with COVID. Now you won't have those complications. At least these ones are minor. And, you know, uh, I can see now that it seems like you are still having some brain fog. But according to what you're telling me, it's a lot less than what it was. So you are getting through it, but it can, it can take weeks. You know, just like my bruised ribs. My bruised ribs could take up to eight weeks before I start feeling better. And now it's been, uh, this Thursday will be four weeks. And I've already felt half the pain subside. So all of these things are just, I'm trying to prevent myself from getting worse, you know, getting unhealthy, And this is what I do to take care of myself, to make sure that I am just doing what's best to stay healthy, stay functioning, and stay alive. And there's a lot of stuff we have to do today in order to make this happen. And so, therefore, I want everybody out there to know that even though they have labeled this safe, it can still have complications that they are totally unaware of and I believe the more people we see get vaccinated the more problems we're gonna see um but yeah it's crazy and uh 
525 tonight, I will be getting injected with my second shot of Moderna. And I've already called my boss and told him on Friday or Saturday that this is a possibility. And he's already told me that I can have the time off, which I'm very thankful for because he understands that I'm doing this for the better of all of us, not just myself. You know, so it's just a tough time to be alive right now in certain aspects, especially with this virus and these vaccines. So if I get shadow banned, I hope someone hears this. I hope someone hears this and it makes sense and you pass it on to somebody else because I think that's the only way this episode's going to make it. But yeah, so that's what's been going on from with me. That's the weekly roundup. I'm going to start calling it that. Um, and um, I'm just super happy to finally be moving forward with these trees and life and getting vaccinated and taking off the mask. I'm, I'm just so excited about all of it. But I am a little, um, you know, I'm a little, little scared here. You know, I don't want more of these symptoms to come back. You know, another thing my doctor mentioned was that maybe what I got from the vaccine was the worst of it. And I may not feel anything from the second shot. So it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool too, because I've heard that too. People, Some people got the first shot, got fucking totally sick and everything else. Got the second shot, felt nothing. So this could have been my totally sick moment. And it just happened to linger for, well, now it's four weeks. And it's still here, you know? So that's that's that, man. That's the weekly roundup. That's everything that's going on with me. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire. Down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings where we're open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m., and you're always welcome to shop inside of our store, feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. We have it all. That's right. You're looking for flavored juices? You're looking for flavored juices with menthol? You're looking for menthol? We've got them. You can't get them anymore? We've got them in stock today. So come and see me, Topher, for all of your vaping needs because we got brand new devices. IPX80 thing is amazing. 80 watts uses the RPM2 coil. You got the Nord 4 dual airflow on both of these units. They're both using the newest coils that Smock makes, RPM2 coils. They are amazing. I love the airflow. I love the vapor production. And they're just great devices. Batteries are pre-installed. It doesn't get any easier than that. And they're pocket size. I mean, easy to carry around, great to use, and it feels like you're using a box mod, but you're not. So you can get all of these things at New Hampshire Vape Gallery today, along with all of your disposables that you are looking for, Escobars and Hides, high counts, low counts, 
It rechargeable. We've got them in stock for you today. So come and see us. That's right. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And you can always come inside of our store and feel free to give us a call 603-814-4171. And I look forward to seeing you there naturalbossnh.com that's n-a-t-u-r-a-l-b-o-s-s-n-h.com i love this website i I know i say it over and over again but i have to say it over and over again because i love it i love the website they've got all my favorite organic products all the time in stock ready to go you need something to melt the stress away they've got it you want to keep your lips moist they got you covered you want to keep your skin Nice, silky, and smooth. Get their salve. I mean, they have beard oil. And, of course, they have their hand sanitizer. The most, the best hand sanitizer I've ever used. Leaves my hands silky smooth. Made it easy for me to use it right after shopping and then start driving my car. My hands wouldn't stick to the steering wheel. I never felt like I was putting something almost hazardous on my hands. I always felt clean and safe, and it kept me from catching the flu and COVID. So I can't say anything else about these products because they're just the best ones I've ever used. And you can only get them here at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Buy one or all five of these products Today, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Are you looking for shirts, hats, gloves? Maybe some new swim shorts for this year. Huh? You're going to the beach? Need a beach towel? They've got the coolest ones ever. I mean, if you look at these things, they are awesome. Look at this octopus. Amazing, amazing print quality everything i just love them they've got four to choose from my one of my favorites is the uh oh yeah the gorilla look at these they're so cool right i mean who doesn't want to be the coolest one on the beach well you can do that by getting some of these great towels at slowdown clothing I mean, their swim shorts are amazing. Their gloves, I love them. They're awesome for working on anything today. Raking, the car, their hats are embroidered. Their embroidering is quality. That's right, quality. There's nothing but quality here. Great products with high quality. The prints last wash after wash. And I'm telling you, it's my favorite website. I love all of the stuff that they do all the time. And it's always growing. There's new products almost every month. So go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell that. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. And now, back to talking with Topher. And if you notice, I'm wearing two different shirts this podcast. (laughs) That's because I recorded the commercials in the beginning before I showered this morning. So, ah. Now we're going to get into uh, my jail story. At Brentwood, 2004, my 30-day bid. 
And I forgot to mention this the first two times I did this damn thing. So I'm going to mention it this time. When I got into jail, I was 125. And this is important because I've always been trying to break my weight. I've always been trying to gain weight. I always, always have been trying. I want to be a jacked guy. I want to be big. I hate being the skinny little rail. I hate it. Does anybody else feel the same way? You're like stuck in this body that you're very unhappy with. You look at all those giant dudes and you're like, motherfucker, I wish my arms were the size of my head. I, I want that, but I don't want to put it to work in. I just wish I had it, you know, and I don't have that. So I was 125 when I went into Brentwood. Now, I already discussed all the processing uh, being put into the very first cell, and I was already with somebody I knew from high school. And then uh, ten days, uh, seven days later, I make a phone call, uh, find out all my stuff is stolen. Ten days later, uh, I mean, ten days in, I'm now being moved um, because of a problem with another inmate, so they need to be separated. Uh, 13, 14 days in. I'm getting my canteen. I'm paying people back. I got a lot of respect in there because um, I've shown a lot of respect. So nobody has a problem with me. Uh, I use the tool of keeping my head down and keeping to myself to draw people in. If people wanted to talk to me, they would come and talk to me. That would open up the door for conversation. And it worked for me when I was stuck in there. Um, I, I made alcohol when I was in there. By the 20th day, uh, um, I made alcohol when I was in there. When I, after I got moved to the other cell, uh, you know, I got some tips on how to do that. So I made some alcohol. I ended up doing um, some, some, some jobs. I had to go mow a cemetery. Um, I ended up in the kitchen. I talked about the guy that fucked a chicken. Uh, had some really crazy stories, like to call Paul Mall cigarettes pale males. Super funny. Um, so I've, I've talked about all that. Then I had to drink the alcohol because our rooms were being tossed. And then I'm drunk and I'm being questioned by the CEO. And I got some guys that are helping me through that. And I avoid getting uh, more time for brewing alcohol in jail and then getting drunk in jail. So now we're on day 20, right? <sighs> day 21, actually, because it's the next day after everything's been tossed. And now I am no longer at the kitchen. I have to get a new job. And that's because of the conflict with the guy that got beat, uh, basically got a beat down in the laundry room. And I forgot to recap that. Sorry. And um, now I am being told that I'm going to go do laundry because you never really get to pick your job. They just tell you, you have to have a job and we have these jobs available. So out of whatever jobs they mentioned, I was like, I can go do laundry. I do laundry at home all the time. I do almost all the cleaning and all the laundry. So it's not a big deal if I'm stuck doing laundry. Um, so now I have to go to another part of the prison over by the cafeteria, um, and then um, I, I'm now in the laundry room, 
And, of course, you know, we get the dirty laundry. We got to wash that. And then we get to hang out while that stuff's washing. And then when it dries, we put it in the dryer. We hang out again, smoke cigarettes, talk, bullshit, um, listen to music. That was that was the nice part about that was the first time I got to listen to music because, um, I mean, you canteen, you can only get so much. I never bought a radio or any of that stuff. I did buy headphones so I could watch the TV because there you had to have these Bluetooth uh, like not Bluetooth, but they were uh, AM FM. So you would set your AM FM headset up to whatever channel uh to whatever the tv was programmed at and you put it on that channel and then you could listen to the television so i had a set of headphones i would listen to the tv but i didn't really listen to music even back then and um during these times uh the food was like whole milk um uh you got really fatty stuff you know, um, really like not great food, but it was it was good. It was decent, and I love getting the whole milk and the, the the fruit and all of that stuff. And I will tell you, when I went back to jail, they turned it into two percent and all this other crap. So I really couldn't gain any weight the second time I went in, or the third, but the first time was all whole milk. So I was capable of gaining some weight. So I would. I would, you know, scoff that all down. I'd be doing crunches. I'd be doing my sit-ups. I'd be doing all that stuff in my jail cell. And then uh, you get out, and the first thing I would do is i start working out on the machine, uh, doing all this stuff, legs, back, chest, and just working out, working out, working out. And it was I was doing it all the time. And I wasn't seeing an increase in my weight. I was seeing some increase in my tone, my abs were showing, my chest was getting puffier. I was like, ooh, this is this is awesome. You know, so the food and all that working out really worked together. But if you were just eating that food and sitting around playing cards, eating watching TV, doing all that stuff, that food was actually really bad for you. So if you're not utilizing the amount of fat and protein that you're putting into your body and working it out. You know, that food was causing health issues, which is why they changed it um, years later. So, and it wasn't until 2007 when I went back in. But, um, you know, that's why they did the change because I ended up asking somebody when I went back in. I was like, what happened to the food? And they explained it to me. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, lazy people in jail, lazy people in society. They eat shitty food, and they get fat, and then they're like, I don't know why I'm fat. And I'm not fat shaming at all, but this is reality. You know what I mean? If you are having a hard time getting up some stairs, it's probably time to figure out what's causing those issues. And if it's what you're eating, then change what you're eating and just exercise. Do better. You know, we all found out during this whole entire COVID bullshit that our health is the most important thing. So it was, it, it is the most important thing in jail as well. You got to take care of these things. You don't want to become a fat slob anywhere. Nowhere. It just shouldn't happen. But it did. And that's why they changed the food re requirements. So that people could eat it and sit around and watch TV. And not get fat and uh, unhealthy. And then the state 
or that prison has to now get you uh, prescriptions and because they have to pay for all that. You get sick in jail, they have to pay for your medications, they have to take care of you, they have to do these things. So they were trying to save money, right? Uh, we're all trying to save money. And so now I'm at the laundry room and it's nice. You know, I got nine days left and I'm just doing my thing. I'm enjoying it. And we get to listen to music while we're doing this. And I think at the time uh, that song came out uh, where it was like, shit. Um, Something like You Don't Know Me. He sings about... Uh, a, a girl, and I don't know. It was it was a really popular song. It might have been Nickelback, but I was like, it was such a good track. And now every time I hear it, I just I'm reminded of those days at the laundry room in 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 Brentwood. You know what I mean? Like, music has this way of like linking all kinds of uh, memories. So, um, you know, a couple days pass. Laundry's pretty much the same thing every day. And, uh, you know, I'm playing more cards with people. We're having a good time. I'm doing, you know, getting together with a bunch of guys at night. We're doing batches before we go to bed. We're doing workouts together. We got a whole regiment going on. I've made some phone calls to my ex-girlfriend at the time. And it looks like we're going to get back together when I get out because I have turned a leaf, right? I'm not drinking. I'm doing good. Um, you know, when... Um, day 24 came around, uh, somebody f had some pot, which was incredible to hear inside there. I was like, wait a minute, what? And, uh, the guy was really nice. Uh, we played 45s together all the time. So he ended up like giving me a small amount that I literally like stuffed in a cigarette. So I, I un, unpacked half a cigarette, stuffed it with a little bit of uh, weed in there, and then I put the cigarette tobacco back in. So when I went out to the yard, uh, actually, no, I didn't go out to the yard. Uh, that would be so stupid. No, so when everybody went to the yard, I decided to write in my journal or just write things. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what it was. I decided to write a letter. And when you're writing a letter, you smoke a cigarette. So I'm smoking my cigarette, and then it gets to the, the weed part, and I smoke that. And then right after I'm done that, I smoke another cigarette right behind it to try and fade that smell out. And, of course, when we leave our rooms, you can you don't have to leave the door open. So I wouldn't shut it, shut it, because then it would lock, and you would have to ask the CEO to unlock it, and that gets annoying because sometimes they get, like, curious. They're like, why'd you shut and lock the door? But I shut it enough where the smoke would stay in the room and not seep out too much, so no one ever noticed the little bit amount that I smoked, and it was, like, the most incredible high. I was so excited and happy, and I went out to the yard, and we played more 45s, and we just shot the shit. And I enjoyed the sunny day. And, you know, all those things that come with smoking marijuana, just enjoying nature. It just allowed me to enjoy the outside and calm down a little bit from all the energy that I was accumulating 
from just being sober. I'm just a hyperactive person, which is why it's so hard for me to gain weight. As soon as I start to see my body gaining weight, I get super excited, and then all of a sudden, all that excitement turns into adrenaline, and then the adrenaline gets my metabolism moving, and then my metabolism goes, burn everything, and then it's all gone again, which doesn't sound like a bad thing if that's what you want in your life. I wanted the opposite. I wanted my metabolism to shut off so that I could gain weight. So now I've been talking to my ex-girlfriend. We seem like we're getting back together when I get out. Things are going great. I'm getting closer to my exit date. Uh, laundry's going great. You know, a couple guys have shifted in and out. I managed to keep it the, you know, the entire time that I was in there. Um, and then... Uh, nothing else really exciting happened after that. It was pretty normal. You know what I mean? You get up, you go here, you do this, you come back, lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever. It's all the same bullshit day in, day out. Um, all the excitement was in the first like 25 days. So five days left. I'm making sure nobody, everybody knows I'm on a 30 day bid, but nobody knows exactly when I'm getting out because you can have an exit day, doesn't mean you're going to get it. Sometimes you'll have an exit day, but there'll be complications, and you'll have to stay a little bit. And I think I wound up staying two days extra because of some paperwork on their end that wasn't finalized, and it turned into an issue, and they couldn't release me until that date. So I'm, like, calling... My mom's supposed to pick me up. We're supposed to go to breakfast. And now I'm calling and I'm super upset because now I can't get out of here. So they're trying to figure it out. They're calling the jail. They're calling uh, whoever they can to figure out how to get this paperwork done and get me out of there. Um, and it took an extra two days for that to happen. So I wound up doing like 32 days. Very, very upsetting. It is so frustrating when you are ready to get out and they tell you you're not going anywhere today. So that happened and it really, really fucking hurt. It really hurt. Like, I don't know if anybody else knows what this feels like, but if you do, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now because it is just... You get angry, you get upset, you want to cry. You're just like, what the fuck? My time's up. Get me out of here. And it's not happening, and there's nothing you can do about it. And if you do anything to put yourself in a bad spot, it's going to be a lot longer than those two days. So I really had to just compose myself and get through it and hope, and just hope that my paperwork would finally go through. And it did. 32 days in, paperwork goes through. Mom's going to be there. They are not allowed to release you until the people that are there to pick you up show up. So now I'm waiting for my mom. Uh, to sh I'm waiting. I I'm, I'm just waiting in my cell pretty much. I mean, you don't get to, there's no like special waiting area for you. You don't leave the block until they've cleared the paperwork. The person's there to pick you up. They've signed for you, and then 
the person at the front desk goes, we will get the message over and he will be out as soon as he can. And then they have to process you out. You have to get all your belongings back. You have to walk through the prison again. It's very exciting, but you can't show excitement, which is so hard. I mean, have you ever been so excited about something, but you can't show a single feeling on the outside? Because you don't want to show people that you're getting out. You don't want to tell, I mean, you don't want to tell people you're getting out, and you don't want to show people how excited you are to get out. Because those people get very angry and they hold that against you. So it was very, very hard to get out of there. It was hard because of all the things you have to do to make sure you get out. So I finally get out. My mom is there. I get all my belongings back, get my street clothes back, get into the car. And now my mom is taking me out for breakfast. My ex-girlfriend's in the car. It's my mom, which is a really weird scenario to be in considering my mom and her hated each other. And that's more her fault than my mom's. You know, if you're going to call your boyfriend's mom a cunt, I don't think you'll ever be able to come to a happy spot after that. I don't think it's possible. It wasn't possible, you know, but they were capable of putting it aside for that moment for me. Um, So now we go out to breakfast. We're driving home. We get to my house. Well, my parents' house, I should say. And now I'm like nervous because I'm going to get to find out what's left of my property. And my mom opens up the garage door and I have a teeny tiny pile in the center of the garage of everything from the room that I was renting before I went in. Um, I have no job and now I have to figure out my life. And it is a wild thing to come back to. But the reason I mentioned the weight in the front is because all that working out, all that fatty, high-protein food that they were feeding us brought me up to 145 pounds. And when I got out, I had to go get my license again. And the picture from before I went in jail to the picture after I got out of jail tremendous difference and now being 152 and finally holding over 150 Jesus 16 17 years later I mean I went from 145 right I I went in 125 I came out 145 within six months of getting back into drinking, getting back into drugs, doing my everyday bullshit. I just went right back into where I was. I didn't get any better, which is why me and that girl never worked out because I just did the same stupid shit over and over again. And I'm not saying I wish it worked. I'm just saying that's why it didn't work because I got out and I didn't do anything different. I did different in there but never brought it outside. I never brought it with me. I just went right back into my old routines, my old habits, and I went right back down to 125 within six months. 
So it it just shows me now now I can see how important changing my life is. How important my everyday eating habits are. How important keeping up with my workouts and keeping up with things that I do every day. I, I now understand how important this stuff is. I didn't understand that when I was younger. When I was younger, I was stupid. I was only 24, 25. You know, that is so long ago. So long ago. And I'm now learning lessons from those past histories. Those, those, the, the past I've lived. I've, I'm learning so much. Uh, more today than I ever had. And I'm glad I'm in this position today. I'm glad I didn't do more than 32 days in Brentwood. Um, but I'm glad I did it. It really, even though it didn't help that much, it still helped. I made sure n- never to really go back until 2007 when I did something even worse. And got really really lucky but i'll tell that story when i hit 100 subscribers so need more of you to spread the word all right i'm gonna do as the best i can but i really need your help to do that but when i hit 100 subscribers like i've been saying from the beginning i will tell that story i will tell my 2007 story it's it it's crazy and you know if it wasn't for alcohol, I wouldn't have these things to talk about. And I wouldn't be in the position that I am today. But if it wasn't for alcohol, I wouldn't be in the position that I am today. Isn't that crazy? So everything I've done has put me right here where I am today. And bad, good, horrible, regrets. All of it has shaped the person that I am today. And I'm happy with the person that I am today. But I still need a lot of work. And don't let prison or jail, you know, don't let that shape you, even though it shaped me. That's what I'm hoping to get across. You don't have to do this stupid shit. All you have to do is better yourself and take care of yourself and everything will work out. It's just going to take a lot of time. So you got to have patience. And that's it. That's 32 days in Brentwood um, for resisting arrest. And I hope you enjoyed that. I, I hope uh, it helps you out there. I just hope we had fun today. I had fun. I've been having so much fun doing this every week. And I noticed that my camera is too close to the table. So I'm now knocking it around. Which makes me sad because it's on a tripod. So why do I have it so close to the table, right? <laughs> God damn it. I gotta get better at this. Do better. God, do better. But yeah, so I just hope everybody out there has a great Thursday. Um, You know, I hope you're enjoying it, whatever you're doing. I hope the weather's good. I know we're supposed to get some rain this week. 
but we'll see what happens there. Remember, if you're new to the podcast, hit subscribe, like, rate, review. Um, All of these things help the podcast. It keeps me coming back week after week. If you already do these things, the next step you can take is checking out the sponsors. That Checking out the sponsors is what helps keeps this podcast afloat. So I appreciate everybody who's already doing this. No, I don't have promo codes. No, I don't have a, a backslash anything. The only thing I can tell you is if you're going to the website because of me, just tell them. Leave them a note. Do whatever you can to just let them know that Topher sent you. I'm not sure what happens if you do that, but I'm hoping that they take care of you like they've been taking care of me. So check out all my sponsors. Subscribe, rate, review. Very important. If you want to follow me on social media, go right ahead. It's a great way to get some extra content throughout the week. Um, You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. So go to social media, give a follow, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. And as always, the official email of the podcast is talkinwithtofer at gmail.com. You want to get a conversation started, put that Put whatever you want to talk about in the subject line. We'll get that started. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com is the official email of the podcast. And with that, I hope everybody has a wonderful Thursday. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And as always, I'll talk to you later. <laughs>